Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Health Tech with Purpose. Today we have Lamont Levitt and he's joining with us to share the different experiences that he had at over a career that has spent over two decades of experience. So Lamont, welcome to Health Tech with Purpose. Uh, let's start with learning more about your work, um, especially at Innovi Health and your day-to-day -day work as a CEO. Uh, you bet. Uh, Innovi Health, uh, for those of you who don't know, has a, a variety of different products which we feature on different websites uh, as, a feat, as a place of innovation. Uh, most people know us for findacode.com as well as hccoder.com. Uh, basically, it's a Google or Bing-like search engine to handle all your coding, billing, auditing needs. Uh, we have a variety of different uh, customers, whether it be um, uh, insurance companies, hospitals, ACOs, uh, compliance organizations, uh, single doc offices, just run the gamut. Uh, the great thing is all your code information is in one place. It's in one huge library. We are also ChiroCode, uh, which is uh, for chiropractors. Uh, we also are known for QPro, for qualified uh, professionals who can get certified uh, in different specialties. Uh, Healthcare Administration Alliance and Codepeda. Uh, the Codepeda is a, a fun uh, uh, online educational tool. Healthcare Administration Alliance is a place where uh, I try to get a lot of other companies involved to. Uh, to collaborate with each other and put their products and features up there so uh, we can all kind of work together in, in this uh, ecosystem. Uh, recently we acquired uh, Metabrieve uh, and that is a great medical abbreviation site, probably the most well-known in the industry. That company's been around for about 40 years and all of those acronyms are being integrated into uh, Findacode and HCC Coder so you make sure when people are talking the right acronym it, it is, it is uh, tied to the right codes and all that, all that information. So we're looking forward for that integration as well as it will continue to operate on a separate site. But anything having to do with innovation, healthcare, uh, we're uh, looking to push those boundaries and make everyone's jobs uh, better, uh, more efficient, and and uh, have the right products. So that that's us at Novi Health. Great, great. So great introduction, Lamont, and I'd like to extend further on this idea. So. You have been pretty much uh, one of the leaders in the information management space. What I would like to know more is, uh, you know, since you started, you know, this industry has been constantly evolving. I believe when you would have started, it would have, would have been more like paper forms to, I think, today's age where um, unit data is getting doubled every 21 days, they say. So what are some of the challenges that you have come across during these times and maybe some of the stories that you can share from your own experiences, the challenges that you overcame, and how you built your business. Yeah, technology is is a fascinating field to be in. I've been in it for years, my whole life. In fact, my first job out of college back in the 80s, I was a mainframe programmer uh, back in for a company called Amico. That tells you that doesn't date date you. And I was I programmed in COBOL was my first job out of college. But so I understand the programming side of things, um, but. Over time, it's been fun to watch the evolution of, of code, what people use. Um, um, and I think the biggest thing that I've learned as a business owner with code is wrap your arms around as a business owner what is the what you want to standardize in your business. 
every programmer you bring in is going to have their own idea about what the best way to solve that problem is. Uh, and as a business owner, uh, you have to decide what's the best thing for the business. Sometimes um, simplicity um, needs to win out. You don't want to get a situation where programmers develop this huge monolith type product and you hire the next programmer and there's and that person say, well, what is this? I can't find where everything is. It's not organized. Let's just start over. Um, you you got to make sure. The, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, you got to make sure it's just simple and 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 don't don't uh, over architect things. Um, write what needs to be done. Write what the customer's asking for. Um, that was that's so important. Sit down with the customer, understand what their needs are, deliver what they're asking for. Don't don't overdo the mousetrap in your creation when the customer doesn't need that or want that. And then build out for them. Um, uh, remember, your customer is always right. Um, they don't care about all the products and features. All they want to do is work faster and get exactly what they want. If you always put your customer first, your employees second. And your stockholders third, everything aligns lines up. So remember that um, as you develop products, just take care of those customers. Uh, during COVID, when when things fall apart and they can't pay you, and what are you going to do? How are you going to keep them on board? Um, you know, one thing we did uh, when things got challenges, we we actually put some customers on hold with their payments until well, customers were fur furloughed, and when they came back, we were there for them. So. Find ways to make things work and take care of the customer. But I think that's the right, right. Makes sense. I think that that is a wisdom that would hold true in all ages, <laughs> I would say. Right. So, Lemont, right. uh, uh, one interesting thing that I read is that uh, in OV Health, you know, business is all remote first. So, is that something that uh, uh, is a result of post COVID world, or were you always a supporter of remote first and and you know how do you work in this remote first environment? We we were um, uh, how should I say this? We were exploring remote a little bit, um, but we were we were in the office. But technologically, we would meet as if we were you know even though we were in the same physical office, we would use okay. you know come on a call mm -hmm. whether it's Zoom meetings or digital meetings, uh, uh, whatever. Um, there's a variety of vendors out there, but we would we would do that kind of thing where we would meet. Um, and so when it, when we did have to work from home, it was a pretty much pretty easy transition for us. What we were working on at the time was, uh, we'll talk later about that, but how to, how to use our time more efficiently and get to where we moved to uh, a 40 work week. And we'll talk more about how to do that uh, and be more efficient and still be growing and make money and keep your employees happy. But uh, I think what's important is if you're going to work remote first uh, in that remote environment, make sure your core values are, are established, your employees are aware of what they are, they adhere to them. Uh, we all share with our core values with, with everyone. Uh, we established one called Midas. And what we found is, okay, what, what does that mean? Uh, and we have five core values. That is means to an end, innovative, dependable, attitude, and self-starter. The means to an end is so important. We can't forget as a business, as business owners, we can't forget people come to work not because they really want to come to work. They care about their families first. They care about 
uh, they care about making sure those that they love and that they care about are, are taken care of. That's why they're doing it. As business owners, if we recognize them, we don't make them work through a family wedding or a funeral or their son, their son or daughter's ball game or, or whatever's going on. Um, be, be real as a business owner and allow them to be real as people. And they'll go to bat for you for the long haul if they know that you're on their side. Innovative. Um, don't be afraid to throw some spaghetti in the wall. Try different things. It's okay to make mistakes. We, we, mistakes. we grow up in this environment of education where we always have to get a perfect score and everything has to be perfect. The only, sometimes the only way to truly innovate is to try some different things. Allow yourself to make mistakes. Allow yourself to be wrong and explore the possibilities of what can be there. Dependable. Um, you're, the, we want to have employees or people that are dependable. They say they're going to do what they're going to do. They show up. They look for ways to solve, take care of the customer. Uh, always take care of the customer first. That's, that's important. And that's, that's what the customers want and expect too. Attitude. Attitude is so critical to an organization. Someone who has a bad attitude, in my mind, is almost a cancer in an organization that can tear it down, can, can divert it from its goals. Um, those kind of people don't fit in an organization, and they weed themselves out uh, if that kind of person doesn't fit. Um, Self-starter. Um, if you wake up in the morning with a, a, a great idea, um, if you run out of sleep, we say, get up, write it down. Make some notes so you know what to, what to attack next. Sometimes uh, great ideas come at the wee hours of the morning or odd times when you're not mowing the lawn or whatever. But just um, put your, be a self-starter. Don't wait to be told what to do and, and move forward. Um, so those are, those are our Midas. Those are our core values. Whatever you establish as your company, especially in a remote work environment, have your people wrap their arms around this is who I am. This is who we are. Can your employees name their core values? Um, are they all on the bus? Are they on the right seat? Um, does your technology support um, your collaboration needs? Um, these are questions you need to ask yourself as a business owner. Um, anyway, I would say biggest challenges are related to getting everyone on the same bus. And uh, it, it works great if, if, if you work as a team. Right. So what it sounds is that you would remain bullish on the uh, remote work, I think, then, is the future of work? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I really think companies that are trying to force people to be in the office are going to struggle. I think people um, are okay with some hybrid work. Maybe they work two days a week in the office or three. Um, some are looking for the complete independence. The one unforeseen uh, expectation that business owners have is when when uh, we went to remote work and uh, employees a lot of people took time to figure out that maybe that's what they want to keep doing maybe they like being at home they like not spending all this effort getting ready in the morning and jumping on a bus or or uh, public transportation or their car and fighting with traffic and then by the time they get to work they're exhausted <laughs> um, I think a lot of people you know enjoy whether maybe they just like having their dog laying and sitting under the table, just that that brings peace to people, or, or cat, whatever it is. So I, I think I think a lot of people expect it. You've heard of that great resignation that happened, where 
when a lot of businesses were trying to get everyone back into the office, um, a lot of people reevaluated that and said, you know, I'm going to find someone else that doesn't expect me to be there. So that's, that's a, a real reality that we have to deal with is, uh, I think it's challenging for some businesses that yeah. really need to have people in the office, but yeah, right. In some industries even. In fact, um, you know, like you are mentioning, so what I understand is that one, you went to remote to support your employees and then you even started a four day uh, work week. So I think, of course, uh, employees would have been very supportive, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, but I think, um, you know, it's also uh, customers first. So, you know, how did you find the balance there and uh, making sure that, uh, you know, you get the best of the both worlds, everybody's happy, the business grows. Yeah, we, we started on that 40 work week uh, migration before the remote thing came out with the whole COVID thing. So we were working on getting there. So when we went remote, we figured out how to stay remote and still move and still continue our effort to move to the four eights. Um, I, I'll just share with you some of the tricks uh, to do that. Um, you need to take small steps over time. Start out, maybe you say, we're going to take half days off on Friday. Um, as a business owner, I, t I tell the employees, what I need to have happen is make sure we're not wasting our time with water cooler talk, that we really are getting work done. We come to work, we work, and then we're finished. And then we look at the numbers and financially, are we still growing? Um, um, as a business owner, am I getting what, what we need on future growth? Um, if that's there, then we can trim it again. And then we move off of the half day on Friday to let's try four tens. Let's see if we can still make money. And then we moved to four nines and four and eights. This was over a two year period of time. But it, I told we told the employees, if you can help us still grow and make money, this will allow you this. I will respect and honor our core values, the M and Midas. This is all just a means to an end. You guys can um, uh, have every Friday off. You might be interested in how we balance that with uh, if we're open Monday to Friday. You have some key staff that that wants to work Tuesday to Friday um, to cover that Friday slot and support or wh whatever, and then you have uh, everyone else on Monday to Thursday. So you can still cover the phones. You, if you look at your phone calls and the people contacting you, typically Fridays kind of die down a little bit anyway, especially towards the afternoon. So uh, you can make it work, and you can still grow at a, at a solid rate. And at the end of the day, you also have employees as well. Right, but I, I would, I still appreciate you for the grit and determination, you know, for your vision to, um, you know, support your employees and to keep them on priority, keep the mental health and their own family life on priority. So I think that's, uh, um, you know, a pretty recommendable job. So kudos on that, Lamont. Well, yeah, it's important. Think about it. If, if your employee can reboot every week and have a 3D weekend, throwing out holidays and vacations that that also but they come back to work and they're ready to work they really truly are rested they got their they got their doctors visits taken care of on friday or their other errands that didn't quite have enough time over a two-day weekend so it works you have to be just committed to your people nice. uh, as, as a owner nice to know okay so uh, i'll change gears a bit here uh Lamont, and would like to know more about uh, you know like the impact of ai in uh, the things that you do in your day-to-day -day work. How do you see the impact of growing AI culture? Um, do you see any, you know, very, very uh, direct changes in the way you 
are doing things and so on. Please elaborate on that. Yeah, we're definitely uh, working on figuring out where it best organization. There's there was a lot of hype, you know, towards the very end of last year when the OpenAI kind of came out, and then all through this year where people are getting involved and there's a lot of changes. And after a year of all this um, um, AI craziness, it's been it's been interesting to see we're all learning what its strengths are and what its weaknesses are. And I think I think uh, as business owners, we got to realize you know be aware of of being involved, figure out where it fits in your organization, even if you just you know as far as where to see the best possible uses of AI in healthcare. Start with the, your internal process, processes. Uh, maybe leverage it with your FAQs or, or your support or your knowledge base. But um, the biggest thing I see in the content writing is so many content people start have to start with a blank page and like, what do I write? Um, AI, I see, is a big help to um, throw that first uh, 100, 200 words on a piece of paper and they can finish off the article. Um, um, I think workers need to figure out how they can leverage it uh, in in their in their jobs and not be afraid of it. Um, uh, one of the challenges too is you know uh, it's hard to see who the leaders are going to be. Things are shifting. Uh, look for tools that fit your specific uh, sp specific needs and uh, experiment uh, and and see where it goes. We've been trying some different things uh, and learning where its strengths are and where its weaknesses are. Um, so anyway, but uh, jump right in and. Uh, and see what's out there. I would I would say, and give it a shot. And don't just assign it to one person in your organization. Maybe each organization, each needs to have. You know, what's the marketing initiative? What's the development initiative? What's your support initiative? And just tackle one one piece of it, and let it make your your overall business just a little more efficient, uh, one department at a time. So those would be my recommendations. Right. So um, is that something you are already doing? For the Health? Yeah, we're we're actively working on that right now. Uh, some fascinating things I'll just share with you. It's you know in the yeah. medical coding billing world, a lot of current information is changing, uh, and it's way more current. A lot of OpenAI was built on how the internet was like a, you know a year and a half ago or so. So if you're writing a paper on the history of of uh, a civilization, you know that might be helpful. But if you're trying to solve a problem about how codes are changing in the last three months or six months in different organizations, um, it, there's not a fit there. But there is a fit in uh, maybe there's generic tools in healthcare that you can be more efficient with. And there's a fit to create, uh, to look at all your FAQs and your knowledge base and, and start to give answers uh, before it hits your support staff to offload them a little bit. So. Um, uh, and, and obviously, AI is changing over, even in the last year, it keeps improving and changing over time. So uh, be watching it and be aware. But but uh, I I would say uh, some people have commented that uh, in, in this space also that there's been a little bit of a frustration with thinking it's going to have all the answers. And it, it doesn't. And sometimes uh, in that... In the, whether it's a large, large language model or whatever, it, it doesn't quite understand things, or it makes up can make up things that aren't really real. Um, you know, if, if you're a lawyer, don't lean on it so heavily. Then find out later that oh, that wasn't a real a real uh, case <laughs> that uh, that it came up with. So, and I've heard a variety of anecdotal 
uh, stories where there's there's some weaknesses and challenges there. But anyway, uh, those are so, three of my comments. You know, since uh, Lemont, and this could be my last question, but very interesting because you know you shared some very nice insights. Uh, you know, through the course of your career, which has spent over such a um, you know uh, like such dramatic changes um, in software in IT, you know, you must have seen the first time the computers came into um, you know the Y2K or you know other challenges that came and then they got solved and so on. So, do you bet that AI is like one of the biggest till now, or you feel that AI is also just another thing that will pass and you know, of course, we'll you know get the benefits out of it, but it would be just one another thing, or do you feel that this time it is real and things are changing? This is definitely this is definitely a big change. I mean, I went through the whole Y2K stuff, uh, um, and, and I watched the evolution of languages rise and fall. Um, <laughs> and a, a, a new everyone's always do, trying to develop an, a new or better mousetrap. Um, uh, and and but I would say with as it relates to AI, as it relates to AI, um, it'll be fascinating to see how much it. The reality of how much it plays into what we do is is what we do. The things that will be challenging, and every, a lot of large people involved in AI are grappling for control of what those answers are. Um, you know, because uh, AI is just the source of a lot of a lot of data, and um, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see who's in control of the data. I think the right solutions long term for AI is when you come up with an answer for what truth is. And what you want to find out what is reality um, uh, we don't want to have AI follow a narrative right where uh, we want AI to be okay what does this AI say and this AI say and this AI say and then I'm gonna bring up okay what what's truth and bring in that that reality of truth that because uh, in the end we want truth to come out we want truth to always be out but we, and we we don't want to be steered in a direction that's not truth and following a narrative so I think that's the biggest thing that I that that a lot of people worry about in the in the AI spaces is uh, how can we make sure we're not just going down uh, someone's agenda versus versus really finding what truth is. There's something to think about. And this this is as a high level abstract of, of what AI is, but uh, be aware of that. Be thinking of, and always be looking for truth and to understand what truth is. And and AI can be a mechanism to find some of that truth, but. Uh, don't lean on it so heavily that, that there's a certain one that you that you believe is always right. Um, we we got to that point where remember the old days where well, by the old days I mean even a couple of years ago, and people would say, well, how did you know that's true? Well, I I did a search on on Google or Bing and um, and it, it says that's that's what happens, so it must be true. We got we have to have the same discipline as we get into AI. Is how do we know it's true? Is we need to we need to be wise. As oh, as that AI hallucination, yeah. <laughs> Right. Anyway, Great. those are my thoughts on 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 AI and uh, where, where we're going long term. Uh, yeah, great, great. That's great, actually, Laman. So thank you so much for taking out the time and sharing your time and wisdom both in the last thirty minutes. Thank you so much, and I you wish you all the best uh, with the things that you are intending to do next. Because I know there's already uh, your hands in so many things. Uh, growing every day. So I wish you all the best and um, uh, we look forward to hosting you again very soon. Thank you. Yeah.
Yeah, and, and thanks for all you do in your, in your company and, uh, and looking forward to, to talking again soon or seeing you again soon. Yeah. Yes, I 